Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Soccer Talkers podcast. And we're just going to grow in and talk about wrapping up week 10? Nine? nine. Nine. Week nine. Jeez Louise. All this international duties uh kind of messing me up. Especially with like Champions League and Europa League going on too. It's tough to keep up with everything. Uh, so, Kev, I mean, the weekend was all right. Yeah. If you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah, well, it was beautiful. I mean, for a Chelsea fan, it was... Uh, 80 glorious minutes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, first game of the weekend is the Merseyside Derby. And uh, I had it 2-0 for Liverpool. So did I. And it ended 2-0. So, I mean, smack dab right on the money. Uh, first goal, I guess we could talk about the Ashley Young red card. Two yellows. Um, the first yellow. I mean, it felt warranted. And then the second yellow is just stupidity. The second one was for sure yellow. The first one was a little... I, I guess they could have not given it. Maybe given them a warning. I think it's crazy how, like, the way they do it now is, like, if you're on a yellow, sometimes they just are like, oh, you get away with it. But, yeah. like, oh, that second yellow was, it was like, a blatant... It was, it was too close to being, a ch- like, a big chance to not be a yellow. Yeah. So the first one, I think they could have got away with just giving a warning. That's fair. And, I mean, Michael Keane comes in at halftime and ends up... Uh, conceding the penalty so with a handball yeah. yeah it was a handball it was uh kind of it was kind of like the same handball on uh i think it was saliba with the high with the high hand i get like it, it was, was, it was, it was traveling a, little a little differently and stuff like that it was a cross and his hand was out in a very unnatural position but and he i had... think Keynes was like out above his head also like over he's his... like this yeah yeah shoulder was at least fully extended and uh, Salah slots at home, and then of course Salah gets a. I mean, I didn't think Nunez was actually going to pass that. To the be Nunez, honest, the Nunez Salah partnership is is real. I thought uh, Nunez was just going to blow past everybody, and then he kind of opened up, and I was like, oh, maybe, and actually looked for him. So I was like, that was a little shocking to me. But uh, all in all, there's a great pass, and Salah just slotted it. It was top right corner, I'm pretty sure. So he, nothing picked for good. He day. wants next year's Ballon d'Or. Um, well, I mean. <sighs> No Messi, pretty well. I, now that Messi's in the MLS, yeah, his there's he, just he won't no. he won't compete for the Ballon d'Or. Anymore. Same with like Ronaldo, he's not in it. And then I mean, realistically, it's Salah's been like a top three player for like the last three years, and the fact that he hasn't even been in like conversation for one, I think, is a little shocking. But hey, what do I know? Um, but yeah, no key takeaways. Kanate played finally. Yeah. As a starter. He was um, good. Only 66 minutes that he ended up logging, but I mean, on the right yeah. track to getting back from injury. He almost had a red card. I think that's why we took him off. It was a close call. Yeah. Um, Tamikis comes out for Nunes. I think that was just to solidify the win, potentially. Still 0 0 when he came out. Yeah. And I mean. Did he have an okay game? He played all right. He sent in some crosses. He was one of the better players in the first half. I think that the immediate uh, impact was Elliot when he came on. Took off Graham Birch and he, he was a wicked shot and hit the crossbar. He was awesome. Like even the first 10 5 10 minutes of him in the game, Liverpool looked a lot more deadly on the ball when he was on it. Um disappointing from Everton I found. I mean, they were tough to break down defensively, but they definitely looked better mm-hmm. than the start of the season, but they still have some kinks to work out. They only well. had twenty two percent possession, but I mean that's also given from the red. 
Yeah, and they're not a possession team. No, really. definitely not. And I think that they potentially don't get that red card. I think it ends nil nil, maybe one nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it. Uh, I don't. I, I, Liverpool were all over them, and I think Pickford's not a bad goalie, but I don't think he's a great goalie. I think even with Ashley Young on the field, we were going to burn down that wing a lot because he's not as fast to keep no, up he's with an Diaz. Older guy. He's an older guy. But uh, I think the right team won, and convincingly, 2 nothing is a pretty convincing win, if you ask me. Um, next game up, we had Brentford versus Burnley. Um, what would you have for that scoreline? I had 2 nothing Brentford. And I had 2-1. The game ended 3-0 for Brentford. Um Wissa yeah. ends up getting one, and Buemo ends up getting one. And Buemo's was very nice. Um, and then Gudis subs in in the 84th minute and scores in the 87th. His was the best goal, though. Uh, I mean, it was after a red card. Uh, Burnley, something's wrong. Yeah, they're not looking at that strong of a team at all. They're looking to get relegated right now. It, it it's It's sad because we came in thinking this was going to be the team to beat, and... I honestly feel as if company is a little rattled right now. Burnley doesn't look like the best promoted team anymore. Not Luton, even close. Luton looks like the best promoted team. Luton had a really good game this week, too, for like a team that we didn't think was going to do anything. Anyways, um, but yeah, like I, I said Wissas for my team of the week. He ended up scoring first, and Buemo pretty much put it on a platter for him. I mean, yeah, and Buemo anyone, was creating a lot of the chances for this team uh and then uh, and mope gets an assist for on for and bomo so i mean that's nice to see uh mope getting out on the goal sheet i mean they spent not a whole lot of money it was a january transfer right or uh, at late like september window transfer correct yeah it was late in the window and i mean you they thought that he was going to be the one that's going to replace tony and he hasn't really even broken into the squad a whole lot no i don't even think he's better than wissa no, he's definitely not better than Wissa, but I think having Mope through the middle and leaving Wissa on the wing, I think that Wissa and Wissa and Embuemo together, I feel like both of them can play any either wing and striker. And then someone like Mope, you know, he's a he's a through and through striker. So I mean, that's sounded like an Ivan Tony. I mean, we can't compare the two. Tony's uh, elite level and Mope's Mope. So I mean, just seeing him get an assist on something's nice to see. Um other than that, Onyeka starts for the first time in a little while. No Ben Me as a starter. Weird to me. Was he injured? No, he's on the... I mean, he might have had an injury and just... He was on the bench all game. Um, they start Pinnock and they start Collins. Uh, they play Yanelt as the left back instead of a center mid. Yeah, because they, they don't have Hickey. Yeah, no Hickey and uh, also no Rico, obviously. Uh, they played Iyer as the right back this game. Yeah, they had to change a lot stuff of up. changes for a team that had a lot of changes in that starting eleven to like dismantle a team like Burnley, who's usually very sound at like keeping their like shape. It's worrying. It's worrying moving forward. I think if if you're a Burnley fan, um, yeah, I don't I don't rate them anymore. No, it's <laughs> they've lost their credibility. It's 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 tough too because I think Roberts is a very good player, and that's someone they just lost. Um, and their striker as well. Ambiduni? Uh, no, uh, Foster. Oh, is he out still? No, he's good. I'm saying. He's oh, a, Foster's he's, a, he's the only he's the bright spot. I think also Trezor is a, a bright spot of that team. Um, but yeah, like 
Berg uh, was not great all game. Um, Brownhill should be starting. And just having him not start and playing Cullen, I get Cullen's like a journeyman. He's been on the team for a really long time. Um, you want to keep someone like that in. I, I just think that he doesn't add enough value moving up the field that Brownhill would. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of things are uh, going to be said to Vin- about Vincent Company moving forward. None of them will be good. Um, hopefully he writes the ship a little bit. Because I think that he's definitely... Their team is de- definitely better in my eyes than uh, Bourne's mouth. On, on paper. On paper. Like, but they have better players. Like, I feel like Bourne's mouth can potentially be higher in the table, though. I think Bourne's mouth just playing. has a better manager. Well, they Truthfully. Prob- yeah. Give it time, but he's not doing that great either. No, he's not. And, I mean, company's a new manager. It takes a little bit of time, usually. So, I don't want to count Burnley completely out, but... If they're playing a team that is even in the top 12, I can't see them getting points. No, they're losing those games. Yeah. Uh, next game was Wolves and Bournemouth. I had a one nothing. I had a 2-1 for Wolves. And you got on the money. So you're 2 out of 3 so far. And I mean, Bournemouth came out flying. Yeah, they scored first. Solanke in the first like 20 minutes scored in the 17th minute. Uh, like a little back heel. Philip Billing gets the assist. Um... Still one of the only teams without a, uh, a win on the season. I think they're the only team without a win. Bournemouth? Yeah. Sheffield has one? Nope. You're right. They're the second. Two teams don't have a win, and that's one of the teams right there is Bournemouth. Um, although they had a really rough uh, first half, I think Wolves did. I mean, they had their chances. Uh, I watched Neto hit the crossbar. He is their biggest threat every game. He is so He's so good. Um, I like a lot of players on this Wolves team. Like, Kalazic, I know he doesn't start, but, like, he's six foot four, And every time he comes in the game, the team rallies. So, I I, I think I kind of want to see Cunha out. I mean, Cunha scored. I know he scored. I get it. But I'd like to see uh, Huahi Chan, or Huang, and Neto, and then through the middle, I'd like to see Kalazic, or whatever his name is. Kaladidic or something like that. I forget what his nationality is. He might be Swedish. Or not Swedish, Serbian. Um, they use him as a super sub for now. And um, he's awesome. He's got two goals off the bench already this yeah. year. Um, but yeah, talk about Cunha's goal. Really great ball by Neto. Um, Neto could have had a goal. Yeah, Neto could have had one. Uh, and then Cook with the straight red in the 54th minute. Um, headbutt someone slightly. I think he headbutted Huang and Huang got a yellow also. Yeah, they were they were at like, like they were a lot, pushing of, each lot other. of chirping back and forth. Um, see, that's that loss in the game too. I mean, he, they get scored on, and then less than five minutes later, Cook loses his head. And I mean, as a team that has no wins, that is a serious like reason why. No, they got to keep cool in that situation. Um, just a lot of good super subs at the end of the game with Sarabia and uh, Kaladzic. Uh, only six minutes on the field, he ends up scoring. Huang gets the assist. We talk about the same names over and over again on this Wolves team with Huang and um, Neto. They need to be rostered. I get they're both strikers, which sucks. Oh, Neto for sure. Neto's a striker, right? I think I think he's a forward, yeah. Which sucks at their forwards, but at the end he's of the day, good points they get points. Both of them are. And I mean, if they play a rough team, like they play a weaker team, I think if they, they're probably a top 15 team. 
or I think yeah, I think they're probably top fifteen easily in my opinion. Wolves. Um, I rated them really low at the start of the season. I put them relegation at the beginning. I think I had them in relegation as well, but it's that's definitely not going to happen. They're a very good team. Uh, Billing is the not Billing, sorry, Solanke is the only bright spot of this team, and um, if you're a team that's struggling for goals. I think that you should just... I think someone should buy him. I think someone like Everton should buy him. I don't understand. Like, I get Beto's good. We talk about Beto. We talk about Dan Juma. We talk about Carver Lewin. But, like, Solanke is solidified in the league. And I'm sure if you spend $35 million on him, you get him. You know what I mean? I, I think Bournemouth, without him, are a Bad. mid-table championship team. They would not do good. So, truthfully, moving forward, I, I, I'd like to see Bournemouth break a team down because at this point I don't think that they're going to be able to I don't think they're going to get a win maybe when they play Sheffield but I I, I honestly believe that Sheffield I think Sheffield could beat them any team could beat them so it it was ugly good for Wolves another big win huge three points Uh, no complaints out of that anything to add on that in your opinion or you feel like we kind of hit it I feel like Wolves they're becoming a mid-table team to me, and they're they're showing the drive with player like Neto, and they're keeping his form game on game on game. Yeah, he's definitely think, uh, like he can break down big teams too. Like it's. Do you think they'll impressive. place higher than Fulham, Wolves now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they have more of a goal threat than Fulham does. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Fulham After... has defense and they have the manager, but they don't have that. Striker. They don't have a killer mentality, kind of like Neto. After lo- like watching a few games now, like seeing how Wolves play, I feel like they could be higher than Palace. They could be higher than Fulham. They could be higher than potentially even Nottingham. Like this Wolves team is a, a serious threat. Um, speaking of Nottingham, next game, uh, Nottingham versus Luton. I had it one uh, nothing for Nottingham. I had it three one for Nottingham, and. Um, Ended 2-2. I mean, huge point for Luton. Nottingham blew that lead. Of course. And, like, I've been banging the Anthony Langa drum. Uh, I think this is his first game as a starter. Maybe his second. Guy gets two assists. Chris Wood ends up on both ends of them. I I, I truthfully believe that if Anawoni was in, Anawoni would have probably had two goals. Yeah. Um. It wasn't like Chris Wood did anything spectacular with Chris the chances. Wood, he, he just he did what he was supposed to finish the ball, and I mean he's a great header of the ball. Um, but yeah, there's no reason you go in. You're playing against literally one of the worst, like in my opinion, one of the worst teams in the Prem, and you're at home, and you lose the lead after 70 you're up in the 76 minutes to nothing and they they get scored on which is fine like you're able to concede a goal and it was off a corner kick i'm pretty sure that they conceded yeah and it's the 83rd minute but now you take off elanga and you put in nico williams and you take off Oria and you put in Ana. to me you're playing to lose yeah their defense whatever their defensive plan was let them down because you're taking off a winger then you're switching to a 5-3-2 to end the game. To me, it's you're not playing you're playing at best you're playing for a draw. You're taking off your best player all game, which was Anthony Alanga. He was the best player in the field. And 
you're giving up chances and letting Luton break you down. And then someone comes off the bench like Adebayo, who's a big-bodied striker. Yeah. Of course they're going to be whipping balls in, and he ends up putting one in. There, uh, to me, it's a, a just a massive lapse in I would be very management. disappointed um, for Nottingham fans. The, the fact that they were able to steal a point out of this, and I mean, the game on paper probably looked a lot closer than what it really was. I feel like Nottingham was convincingly winning the game. Yeah, for the f- most of it. Um, Chris Wood had seven freaking shots. Like, a lot of them were aerial. Yeah, and four battles. on goal, of course, and he converted fifty percent. He scored of them. a third one. It was offside, though, which is unlucky. So I mean, that yeah. probably solidifies the win, right? You're up yeah. three nothing, but um, yeah, it's disappointing. It's just truthfully disappointing if you're a Nottingham fan. I mean, if you're a Luton fan. You score in the ninety third minute. That's like winning the yeah, that's like winning the Euro or winning the World Cup. You know what I mean? Like to get an extra point. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I think that's huge for them, and I think that um, if you're able to build off that, I can't believe Nottingham's in fifteenth, um, Luton's in seventeenth. Um, truthfully, disappointing from Nottingham. Really great from Luton. I think uh, Nottingham played a really good eighty minutes. And then it kind of fell apart on them. Yeah, they just couldn't hold out. And uh, I mean, it happens. I mean, it happened to Chelsea. Luton but, uh, kept their drive, and it paid off. Yeah, and that I think that's the big thing is not even though they were down to nothing with only ten minutes left in the game, being able to rally. I think that's a big thing, being able to rally for sure. So moving forward, I I, I don't hate Luton. Don't get me wrong, but they do have a tough set of fixtures moving forward. That I think that if they're able to even squeeze out two points out of their next three matches mm, that seems like a lot yeah if they get two points out of their next five matches that's good in my yeah, opinion if they get if they get wins anywhere if they good. win a single game like their schedule moving forwards villa liverpool united crystal palace brentford and then arsenal and then city yeah they're gonna get beat up a little <laughs> so bit in there they have a seven game stretch here where Villa should lose. They should lose. Liverpool. They should lose. United. They should lose. Crystal Palace. N- you never know. Could end nil nil. Uh, Brentford. You never know. I mean, but I I don't. I think Brentford probably beats them up. But and then Arsenal and City. You know what I mean? Like, if they get two, I think that two points out of the next seven would be great. But realistically, I don't see them winning until that after that City game against Bournemouth. Yeah, they could. So, they could surprise United or something. United, yeah, I think they could surprise. Yeah, maybe, maybe Villa. You never know. They're coming off a big rally game. I think Villa's gonna smack them. But to me, like that's a big thing. Just being able to rally and like, even though you're down and out of the game, and then you come back and you steal a point, that's a huge thing for teams, and it's a huge loss. I think Nottingham moving forward, it's it's gonna be a big hit on them, knowing that they cost themselves the game like that. Uh, next game we got City and Brighton. I had it as three one for City. I had two one City. Game ended up ending two one. Kev were all over it again. Um, it was surprisingly a lot closer of a game than I thought it would be. Um, Alvarez scores early in the seventh minute. Yeah. And that first half. City dominated. Doku dominated that half. That he whole first great. half. Um, 
Doku got the assist for Alvarez's goal. Alvarez scored a pretty nice goal. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. It was just it was a good team goal, truthfully. Yeah, they broke him down well, and they just tapped it in. Um, Welbeck gets hurt in the 16th minute. I think it's not great, but probably for the best. I mean, Ferguson comes in. I think Ferguson should start. And then uh, Holland gets one in the 19th minute. I think it was a pass back that was intercepted, right? I think that or was his something. goal. He cut in and shot on his left foot. It was, it was a nice goal. It was. I think it was unassisted, though. I think he. I think he intercepted a pass back, and I think it was a bad pass out in the first place. Might have been, yeah. And then he just does what Holland does. Um, then we get into the second half. I mean, lots of yellow cards. Um, yeah, it got it got a little more rough. Antu Fatty comes in and less than ten minutes later scores. Made an impact. He's starting to be slowly become. A really, really, really good player for this Brighton team, and I think that they're going to buy him at the end of the. Uh, I don't this think. End of this I don't loan. think Barca is willing to sell him. Yeah, I, I think. What I was think the loan the whole, option? I think that was the whole thing. They were just wanted to loan him. They didn't want to sell. Was there no option to buy? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Barca doesn't need him. They have Dembele. They don't have Dembele. He's on PSG. Oh, who's their wingers right now? Uh, I think one's injured, but it's Rafinha. I think he's oh, injured. Oh, and uh, Fernand Torres. They have Fernand Torres, and Gabby plays wing sometimes. They don't need him. He won't play on that Barca team. If he picks up his form, he could, but... I think Rafinha should leave. Send him back to the Prem. <laughs> All these guys that leave England and go to Spain, they, they suck. Hazard. Uh, I mean, Joe Felix is thriving now on Barca. Yeah, but he was on Atletico. And then he was on Chelsea. Yeah, and he came over. It's a different thing. I think that when you come, when you start in the Prem and then you leave the Prem, go to Spain, you're not nearly as good as a player, in my opinion. It depends on the player. Like, some people do. Like, Morata, he came... I guess he came from... Syria. Syria, he? he came from Juve. And he, no, he was also on, uh, he was on Real Madrid. Uh, was he really? I'm pretty sure. Was he Real Madrid... Juve, Chelsea, Atletico? I think that's... I think that's what it was. Probably. Um, anyways, Fatty scores. And then, obviously, Akanji gets the red card at the end of the game in the 96 minute. Help, help me beat you in fantasy this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it did. It really <laughs> helped did. Helped me up another place in the table. And uh, Grealish subs in and gets a yellow, which also helped you win fantasy this yep. week. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, sucks. March goes down with a seriously bad injury. Um, stretchered off, correct? Yeah, he was. Um, huge loss for that Brighton team. Uh, yeah, he's been their star boy. He's been their best player over the last two years. Uh, he's always consistent. Like, he's always there. He could play a lot of positions. I think Pascal Gross is going to come in back at right back. Um, I, Tariq Lamptey potentially playing. He's fit. He's a game-time decision for next week. Um, Estupinion, once he's back, he'll be in. And I think once Pascal... I think Pascal Gross will probably just move back because he was playing right back for a little while there. They moved him to a CDM. I think that they'll just move him back to right back. Or maybe they just keep playing Milner. I mean... If he if he can keep up with the match fitness. I mean, Milner was playing right back and March played left back. But I think if Lamptey's in or Estupinion's in, then left back's fine. Uh, on the city side... I mean, Alvarez, he's been the star of City all year. And he's thriving. It's 
hits. He's I think he's the second most points. I think he's the best player on City right now. If you had to say someone, he's I mean fantasy wise, of course, he's been the best player. Not for points, but I think he's the best player right now. He's not the best for points on the City team. No, I think Holland still has the most. Really? Who has more goals? Holland. Really? I thought I he's got nine. I thought Alvarez had more goals than him. If I'm being honest, I didn't even realize he does have nine. Holy moly. Holland's been like a silent killer, I feel like, this well, year. Well, he'll go, he'll go like two games without a goal, and then he'll score three. Yeah, Alvarez has four goals. But he also has three assists. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's big. They're not It's not nine goals by any means, but I feel like we're just so accustomed to Holland being uh, old Holland, where he scored 30-something, 30 38 goals in the Prem. Yep. You know, so now when he's only got nine over nine weeks it's like what the heck's going on here hey but that's that's still he's on, on pace so. that's still on pace to get 38 he's on pace for 38 so i mean he could get more um next game we got newcastle crystal palace i had two nothing for newcastle i had one one boy was i wrong um newcastle just put on their big boy pants and stomped palace i mean it wasn't even competitive they don't even need to nally no they don't I mean, realistically, the lineup, like, Gamarish, Jolinton, Longstaff. Longstaff scored in both games that he started this year. Yeah. Against PSG and now against Crystal Palace. And they're, they have they have a bunch of players that, that are, like, thriving for no reason. They're average players that are playing above average. My big question is, Tenali was still on the bench and he subbed in. And Zaniolo started. So I don't know what's going on with this They band. haven't got their ban yet. Tenali is expecting uh, a ten-month ban. Yeah, I did see that, and I'm assuming Zaniolo will well. follow right in behind. Um, weird lineup for defense. Shar and Lascelles start at center back, so no uh, Botman. I think he was injured. And who's the other center back that usually plays next to Botman? It's usually Botman. Is it Botman and Burn, and then Target plays left back? No, Burn plays left back. Normally, target's normally not in it. Is Shar usually in then? No, it's what a oh, what's it's Botman. Oh, it might be Shar. It, it might, might be, be Shar, Botman, Trippier, and Burn usually. That sounds right. Um. Anyways, uh, Gordon scores part of my fantasy team. He also missed a sitter. Um. But that's all right because he scored, and I think he got an assist too. Did he not? Uh, that I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. Take a quick look at the stat line. No, just a goal. But I mean, for tri- uh, for fantasy, I don't know if he got an assist too. But like, no, probably not. By like the way, it saying, looks it looks like eight points, right? Long, long staff. I'm not. I'm not looking at the fantasy points. Oh, but like players like Longstaff, Jacob Murphy. Jacob Murphy's a weird one because uh, he's every time he starts, if he plays don't really well, thrive. Like you don't any other team. I don't think they would do that. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think they would either. They're just. I think they thrive under. Eddie Howe's management and the way he plays, they just they're they're destined for greatness. They didn't even play Jolinton, did they? Oh, uh, they did. Yeah, Jolinton started. He's another one that's kinda weird to me. He is weird, but he's he started good. Started off as a striker, became a center mid, and he's thriving there. At center mid though, I I feel like there was a lot of pressure when he came over from the uh Brazilian league to really be great at striker. And he played left wing. And uh I think that he was just a bit too slow when he came to the Prem. So, moving him down, I think it's really bolstered his game. And, yeah, he only ended up with one goal. So, I mean, for being honest, Anthony Gordon's got three goals and two assists this year. 
Kev. In a team that's scoring like this, it's bound to happen. If it, I'm, I'm telling you, if Barnes is sitting there, he's getting the same stat lines. He's got 42 points on the season. Yeah. That's really freaking good. I don't know how many total that makes him in the, for the midfield area, but is he a midfielder, Anthony Gordon? No, I, I think, think he's so. a forward. I think he's a midfielder. He might be a forward. You might be right. He is a forward, which makes him a little less good. No, I don't know if he's a forward. I can't even find him. Either way, he's dog shit. No, he's not. He's fifth in mids overall. Yeah, he's a. Oh, he is a mid. He's fifth and he's tied with Odegaard. Yeah, Odegaard plays so much deeper than him. The only okay, other than him, the only people above him is Saka, Madison, and Bowen. They all play high. All I those mean, players are wingers that play really high on the pitch. Douglas Luiz, forty-one, right behind him. Yeah, he takes pens, and he's a beast. Yeah, he, I don't understand how he's been doing so good. Um, but yeah, no, Newcastle played great. Palace, we, I, I think I tried to warn you last week. I, I that had Palace faith wasn't be that great. they had good defense, like a good defensive strategy. But this game, it fell apart. Yeah, just it's tough because Newcastle can sometimes really lay an egg. And that's frustrating, but at the same time, we're at this point where we're like, we know. I think, to me, Newcastle and Aston Villa are very similar teams. When they score, they score in buckets. And when they concede, they concede a lot. You think so? Because, I mean, Newcastle's lost games this year where they've conceded quite a few. Yeah. They I lost mean, They lost Aston Villa. They, they, they did. But, I mean, Villa's a good team. I think, yeah, it was a... It was Aston Villa, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Villa. It might have been... um... No, was it Villa? No, they beat Villa. They beat Villa. Newcastle... It it was was, Brighton. It was Brighton, yeah. Those three teams are really similar to me. Yeah, they all score a lot. They all, like... They're all going to fight for top four. I don't think many of... I don't think any of them will get it, but... I I don't think any of them... They'll get Europa, and they'll get that that, uh, conference league spot. Um... Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. Moving forward, next game was Chelsea-Arsenal. I had 2 nothing for Arsenal. I had 2-1 Arsenal. Game in 2-2. Um, Chelsea got off to a quick lead with a penalty. There's some positives to talk about for Chelsea there. Um, I mean, Cole Palmer had a really good game, I found. I think... Sterling played really well, too. Even Cucurella. No one said anything about Cucurella, but Saka was silent all game. Yeah, Cucurella is more of a defensive one. When you have Chilwell on the field, you're, I think Saka picks you apart a lot more. But Cucurella oh, sure. stays a lot further back. He does more of the defensive work. Him and Gusto played really well. Yeah, Both fullbacks, Reece I think, James played really well. Back yet. Yeah, I mean, he subbed in, but didn't do a whole lot. Um, I think Cole Palmer was a good standout. Mudrick finally scores, top corner. He drew that pen. Oh, yeah, Mudrick did draw the pen, too. Yeah, he had a really good game. Uh, I guess that counts goal and assist then for him, right? Yep. Sheesh. Um, one of his better games in a Chelsea uniform. Um, Sanchez gives the ball to nobody, and Declan Rice shoots on an open net. Yeah, there's a lot of goalie errors in this game. Um, both, both goalies look horrible. Both sides. Um Raya had a bunch of howlers. Mudrick's goal should not have been a goal. Raya's a little out of position there. He's really out of position. Um, and then um, Raya gives gifts wraps a ball to, um, I forget who it was. Might have been Enzo. And Enzo missed wide. 
maybe. But I yeah, think it was Enzo. I don't. I don't take anything for the goalies that game. And then Trossard. I mean, it was a. It was bound to happen when you give up a goal late like that, and saw a team like Arsenal being as good as they are. Um, yeah, they have the they have the drive to fight. I forget back. who whipped that ball in. Saka whipped the ball in. I think. It was a nice ball in too. To Trossard. Yeah, yeah and Trossard just been. couldn't have batted any better. It might have been Gabriel Jesus. No, I think it was or, Trossard. Or I think it was Saka. Yeah, because it was an it was a. I can check that. It was an in swinging cross from the right side, which makes me think right. it was Saka. They the also left subbed Nketiah in, so it I guess I'm looking right at. It. I can tell you right now, Kev. Oh, thanks. Saka sussed it. Yeah, eighty fourth minute. Um, but yeah, no, I think realistically, Cucurella had a really good game. Um, disappointing to have the game end the way it did, with that unfortunate Rice goal in the 77th minute. I think Sanchez is the reason Chelsea didn't get three points. That, that's the reason Deserby got rid of him, too. So, I mean, it sucks. Am I glad as a Chelsea fan that we got a point out of the game? Of course. Why not? I wouldn't be upset. But, I mean, after being up 2 nothing, it does sting a little. Um, it feels like I was talking about Chelsea finally getting their feet back and then kind of, like, swept the rug out from under them. It's not the end of the world. Uh... 2-2 is a good place for them. Uh, if you want to talk about Arsenal, I mean, uh, it wasn't a good game by them by any means. No, they played they play to their opponents. It's weird. They did not play well. They always play to the level they either go down. Like, they could, you could think they're in amazing form because they just won like crazy, but then they... They just beat City. Play down. Yeah. They're on a high. They looked... Stuck. That was the worst teams Chelsea played this year, it felt like. Other than Luton. That Arsenal game up until the seventy seventh minute was one of the worst. You guys tied Bournemouth. Yeah, that was a bad game as yeah, well. Just, well, we were bad. We played bad. Yeah, and I don't. Know. But I mean, like Arsenal played bad, bad. Like they, they, we saw whatever Arsenal's capability is in the last fifteen minutes. We saw the quality. Well, I also think Chelsea plays better against top teams, and then when it gets to lower level teams, they play worse. I think we play better without the ball. That, that could be true too and I think that we had a lot of the ball which is weird but when Arsenal had the ball they just had it behind their half um, Saka of course got his points so I mean it's tough to really complain and if you had Declan Rice I mean that's awesome that you had him on yeah not a lot of people do because he's a CDM yeah but realistically it was a good game to watch for fantasy implications it wasn't great I mean if you uh, had Cole Palmer then that's great. If you had Mudrick. And if you had Mudrick. But had, a lot of people probably did not have him, if we're being honest. A lot of people probably did not have him in their lineup. Yeah, there's there's few. In... He's few and far between for points. Yeah. It's the second goal of the season, though, for him. So, good for him. Um, And, of course, the last... Nope, I'm lying to you. There's so many more games. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the last game of the, of the day, wasn't it, though? Last game of Saturday? No, there was still one more. There's in the, the Saturday game? There's one more. That was Man- it. This Manchester, is the last one right here. Manchester-Sheffield, Manchester, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Arsenal. Yeah, this is the last one of the of the Saturday slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had two one for United. So you got that one right. I had I had three nothing. I thought they were gonna do a lot better. Game ended two one, just like you said. Uh can we talk about Scott McTominay being scoring and everything? Like is everyone that was a United fan always said Scott McTominay is very, very good. They need to play him, they need to play him, they need to play him. And now all these guys that said it can strut around saying like we freaking told you like 
Um, when you just watch them play, he's awkward to me. Yeah, he doesn't look like he'd be good. He's an awkward player, and Fernandez, I think it was off a corner, correct? Fernandez to McTominay, the first one. I'm yeah, it was a fluky kick. Yeah. And then McBurney ends up tying it up off a penalty. Um, I don't remember who drew the penalty. Uh, yeah, I don't know who drew it, but I think that one was also a handball. It was a handball. I know McBurney did score. We could see it right here. Penalty conceded by Scott McTominay with a handball. So Scott McTominay had his hands all over this game, <laughs> figurably and literally. Um, and then at the end of the game, DeLotte, which was on your fantasy team, which ended up helping you win the darn game, scores a nice goal. I didn't end up seeing it. It was a I curler was outside the box. Disappointed with my team. It was like that Ben Plowski uh, <laughs> pro club school. Finesse. Top bins, eh? Top bins. Um, unfortunately, I had Erickson as my one of my team of the week players. He subs in the 63rd minute, does nothing. Um, Mount looks like a great <laughs> drop-off for Chelsea. I mean... He hasn't had a run of form. I like, thought that he would be the one that proved us wrong for selling him. But truthfully, Havertz is starting to pick up form a little bit. So maybe Havertz is the one that will show us a little bit. I love how I have a Havertz jersey and a Warner jersey just chilling in my room. A bunch of bums. Both of them aren't even on the team anymore. Um, sorry, we got the Toddy jersey, so that's all that, that's all that matters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, realistically, Scott, <coughs> like, Oliver McBurney's a good player, and he's like a – I think he's a very good championship striker, but I think Cameron Archer was the one that drew the penalty, right? Yeah, Cameron Archer drew it with uh, whipping the ball into the box. So, if you had Cameron Archer, we talk about him. Yeah, he would have got the assist for the McBurney goal. So He's the only one of the only pieces on that team worth having. Yeah, I think I mentioned I think Archer, McBurney, and uh, Hamar yeah, going he's... into this game week. So, I'm happy that two of them hit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, United's in a really, really bad place right now. Even though they won... There's I've been a, seeing a lot wasn't of Graham, a convincing win. I've been seeing a lot of Graham Potter talks going to him, going over to United. Yeah, I think they'll give Ten Hag some more time. I think that if they, I I said if he lost to Sheffield, he should be sacked. He didn't lose, so I mean and he's winning right now in Champions League. Yeah, are they winning the game currently? Yeah, it's one nothing. Okay, fair. It's Copenhagen. Uh, I mean it's Copenhagen though, so it's tough for me to say anything. Sociedad, yeah. Napoli, Madrid. All right. Well, James is losing his bet because he had Lens over PSV, and that game's tied. And I think he had Benfica over Sociedad. Sociedad's winning. So, uh, fuck you, James. You lost your bet. Hopefully, you get to hear this. Um, anyways, moving forward here. Next game was Villa and West Ham. Lovely game. I thought it was going to be one of the better games of the weekend as well. Um, I had it 3-2 for Villa. I had 2 nothing. The game ends up ending 4-1, which is crazy. Yeah, Villa took took this game. They took this game home. Uh, Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise is, is the man. He is the man. He should have had more. Uh, you, we mentioned at the top of the, of the episode that he takes penalties. Um, Ollie Watkins, though, I just want to, like, give him a small shout-out. Guy got a goal and an assist. Um... I mentioned prior to the season that I thought Ollie Watkins would, could be the best striker. I mean, other than Holland. 
we're seeing on full display uh, what Emery wants to do. Yeah, he's turned that team around. And that is high-powered offense that turns into defense, kind of. I mean, there's nothing more you can say. Uh, Zaniolo starts the game uh, with Diaby on the wing. Um, Tielemans comes in and ends up getting the assist for Leon Bailey's goal, who subbed in. Finally Um, got some form under him now. It's nice to see Tielemans being able to have the ball at his feet and be that creator that he was on Leicester City. Yeah, he hasn't been able to find his footing in Aston Villa yet. And I think it's just because you don't realize how good uh, Douglas Louise and John McGinn are. Douglas Louise is crazy. He could start for that Brazilian team in the middle of the park. He's going to fight a lot of people. Him, Gamarish, and Casemiro could be a, a three midfield role. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Brazilian fan, nor do they, I know a ton of have, Brazilian uh, midfielders. Lucas Paqueta as well. Yeah, Paqueta. I mean, there's so freaking many of them. But you could. Put, I'd put Paqueta on the wing because you know Neymar's out now with the hamstring. But there's just so much talent on this team, and I love that Douglas Luiz is the guy that is thriving in the system because he's the kind of guy that's supposed to be sitting deep. John McGinn was supposed to be this kind of Douglas Louise type player. Same with Tielemans. Yeah, I mean... So it's almost like a, f- a full role reversal, and no one really knows what's going on. I love it. I think it's great. He's flying high for sure. Uh, on the other side, Jared Bowen gets another one. Yeah, deflection. I mean... On the goal. doesn't matter. He scores. It is. is. Uh, Alvarez gets the assist. I think that it's not... It's a consolation prize at most, but... Uh, I think West Ham's falling off a little bit. They're they're gonna come. They're gonna back. beat. A, they're they're gonna beat the bad teams. But uh, when they start getting into these games, like I thought, this game would be a lot closer. Obviously, with my scoreline being three two, but Villa's really showing that they are a dominant team, and I, I like to see it. A little change up from the top is is nice to see every once in a while. Yeah, West Ham. I could see them breaking into the same area as Brighton, but. They're not quite that level. They have to change some things for sure. Like I think they need another striker. I think Antonio and Danny Ings are not. Antonio's okay. Antonio's getting older. They do need another striker. They did get another striker, Skamaka, and he, he didn't work Skamaka. out. I think Kudis needs to start starting. Or they need to just put Ben Rama in. Get a fresh like a fresh look. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Kudus for sure I think should start. He's, he, he needs to get in the lineup more. He could be good. Um, we can move to the final game of the weekend. Uh, happened yesterday. Tottenham versus Fulham. I had it 3 nothing. I had it 1 nothing, And it ended smack dab in the middle at 2-0. Um, they could have had more for sure. It could have been could have been 5 nothing. If Kulisevsky liked to shoot the ball, he refused to shoot a lot of the times. Fulham could have had a goal too when I was watching. In the first 30 minutes of that yeah, game, I think, Fulham looked pretty Bicario good. I think Vicario made a pretty good yeah. save. He made a mistake and then a good save. Yeah, at least he saved himself there. Um, Sun scores a curler. I mean, Sun is the thriving part of the team. He is eating right now. still. And uh, Richardson gets the assist. I think Richardson played a pretty good game. I don't think he was horrible. And near then. The, near the end, he started to do some dumb stuff. Yeah, I think that they need to just play him for like 65 minutes every game, and that's it. And then Brennan Johnson or Solomon come on in and. 
get this fucking bum out of the game because he's. Yeah. I don't think that he. I don't has know the what they're gonna span. do when they have everyone fit and back. I think Brendan Johnson should start. I mean, they put him in in the uh, 81st minute, but I think he should start. I think he's the best winger on the team, other than Son. Well, I mean, Son's not a winger I mean, anymore. Let's be real. pretty good. Did Son play striker and Rich also played the wing? Yeah. Yeah, like, Son is the best. Like. I He's get better than Richarlison. Oh, like by miles. Um, Madison scores from assisted from Sun, and I mean Madison. We talked about it earlier. For like, he was on this lesser team, and he didn't look anything like this player. Well, he was also playing on lesser. They had not the same caliber. Of course not, but I mean, like, you would see glimpses of talent every once in a while. Yeah, when but he like get you it. see a glimpse of talent almost 3 4 times a game from this guy. But now, now he's working with players like Son and Kulisevsky and like He has more service and yeah. he has a lot less attention on him, which is a huge thing I think. Yeah, I think he's becoming that main man, him and Son. Son I, I had Son what? Was it last year or 2 years ago? He might have been the worst player it in was fantasy. last year. Was he had last 6 year. or 4 goals or something off the bench and that was his tallies for the year as my first round pick. And now, Dalt picks him in, like, the freaking last round of the first round. Or second. No, he took him on the turn because he took trip first. Yeah, well, he had back-to-back picks. And he, I think Sun is the second highest forward in scoring behind Kane. Kane. Or, sorry, Holland. In scoring, yeah, I think for goals. Yeah. But for points, he might be below uh, Alvarez. Oh, Salah and Sun both have seven. I think he might be below Salah, too, for points. Is Salah forward as well? Yes. Yeah, Salah gets assists as well. Well, Sun got an assist today, or uh, yesterday. Sorry. I think they're pretty close. Take a quick peek. Right on fan tracks. We'll see you right now. Ollie Watkins is first with 62. Then it's Holland and Salah, both tied for 55. Then it's Sun, 49. You're right. Ollie Watkins has 62 damn points. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's going crazy. He's got eight assists. Yeah. What the hell? He's got five goals, eight assists. Holland, nine goals, one assist. Salah, seven goals, four assists. Son, seven goals, one assist. And then Alvarez is four and five. And Neto's one and seven. That is freaking wild to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is unbelievably wild to me. But Son, Son's definitely having a bounce back here. Oh, yeah. I can't believe how many freaking points Ollie Watkins has. And with a team like Fulham, I think for it to be zero goal score, that makes sense. They don't break down a lot. They got a few chances, sure. Van de Ven is the star of that defense. Yeah. He cleans up all the mistakes Romero makes. Well, I think Romero and Van de Ven thrive off each other. They both make the right tackles. It allows right Romero to pinch. Yes. Which is he huge. has a fallback yeah. behind him. Because Romero's best quality is tackling. Yeah, he'll get the the desperate tackle or like yeah. the late tackle. He's pretty good at that. Sometimes it results in cards. Of but... course, and like I think that being able to be more aggressive and pinch and try to tackle and knock the ball off the feet, even if he does not get the ball, now he's not fouling because he knows Van de Ven's going to clean it up. So even though he misses a tackle before, if Romero missed tackle, he did just something stupid and ended up with a foul, and whether it was a yellow or a red card. Now he misses a tackle. He just has to track back, get back in position, because Van de Ven is now there to sweep over, yeah. which I think is huge for this Tottenham defense. Well, we, we argue that, or we talk about uh, Madison being their, like the signing of the season, but I would argue that Van de Ven changed the team for the better more. And oh, like, for sure, like defensively. He can do a whole lot. 
oh, he can do a lot of things for this team. I think that offensively, it helps them. Uh, I think defensively, obviously, it does help them. And and he was the missing piece they needed in the defense. They were they were lacking before him. And I mean, if it wasn't for Madison and Son being unbelievable this year, I would say Vandeven could be Tottenham's uh, player of the season. But there's just no way Vandeven will no. get it over those two because they've no. been playing on like out of. He's gonna. Mind. He's underrated in that role. Oh, super! Underrated. I don't think he'll be noticed as much as the other two, but he truly is changing. That like team. he is the dark horse. If you had to pick someone other than Madison and Son, it, it, I, I agree with you that it should be Vindman. Yeah. Um, you want to move over to our team of the week? Is that what this is now? We go yeah, around right up with the, some team of the week. It's the all the highest point getters for team week or game week nine, and at four forwards to start off. First one, Chris Wood. 10 points. Two goals, not surprised there. Uh, and the next one was Sala with 10 points as well. Again, two goals. <laughs> and then Sun with a goal and assist, nine points. Played really well. And then Ollie Watkins, we mentioned, goal nine points. as well. I mean, Ollie Watkins, I can't, after looking at his style line, I just can't believe, <laughs> truthfully, yeah, how, how many points he has. It's ridiculous he's sneaking, to me. I think the assists you don't notice as much. No, he's got eight. So when they sneak ridiculous. up and get points like that, you're like, why is this guy the number one striker in yeah, the league? I can't. It's it's ridiculous to me. But, but hey, good for him. Three mids, 14 points for Jacob Murphy. Oh, yeah, Murphy, man. Holy. What do you get, goal and assist? I goal think, and two assists, maybe? Yeah, I think I ended up getting two assists for that. I guess on fan tracks, it might have counted as two assists. But Douglas Louise, 12 points. Another great game from him, too. And Mudrick with 11 yeah, I mean the drew they drew the pen and then the I was goal. you could his, say it's fluky. fluky goal. It was absolute banger. He meant to do it. He I sw- like he looked up. He looked up at Sterling and then I don't, tried to what, cross like, it. He's going back post a like small little Sterling. Yes. To, I don't think so. Yes. I, to me, it doesn't make sense that he would try to whip the, it back post. Didn't him. look at the net once. He was staring at Sterling. I think he was looking at that top corner. But then from the three D, Diego Dallo. Yeah, eight I mean, points off the goal. bench too, which is pretty crazy. No, he started. I think. He did start. Yeah, he started. Oh. Uh, Trippier with eight, probably an assist and a clean. Uh, I think it was just no, yeah, assist, clean sheet. But then I think he yellow. got a yellow. Yeah. And then Trent was six because I feel like he just, just a clean sheet. He got a clean sheet, and I think he dominated the game when it came to passing and stuff like that. Fair enough. I'm sure, yeah. like. Any other players that ended the game with a clean sheet could have been like Tottenham, for instance. Like a lot of them probably ended with six. Yeah. Just like Trent. Um, I just feel like Trent had the most impact in the game. Same with Brentford. Defensively, I mean, Brentford creating. Fair enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna badger you. But then any means. same with like Newcastle, you could have put Newcastle guys in. I agree with I you did. totally. And then the goalie was Nick Pope with seven. He's the only one who got seven. He's the only one that faced three shots. He's the only one who made three saves um, and got a clean sheet. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I agree with uh, the team of the week. I mean, Trent, you could interchange with any one of them, but uh, typical Kev, you know, Liverpool fan. I mean, he, the way he played, <laughs> he deserves it. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up the episode. Uh, thanks for listening again. Give us a like on uh, Apple Music. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, follow us both on uh, X, Fantasy Soccer Talker Kev, Fantasy Soccer Talker Lou. Um, be sure to check it out. Send these episodes to your friends. Uh, we post every time we uh, release an episode. It's always on uh, X. Kev always posts it for sure. I know he does. Um, I'll retweet it. Uh, yeah, tell us. Like, just keep keep us in your idea. Keep us in your thoughts. Tell us your buddies. Um, get get the 
get the platform growing and we want to try to build something here guys and it, it starts with you guys so we love you guys we appreciate you uh have a good one and uh be sure to tune in on thursday for the game week 10 uh matchups and players to watch take it easy